Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can help you have a long, energetic, and happy life free of disease. One way to do that is to focus on prebiotic soluble fiber. Ha! Simple, inexpensive, with many side benefits and not bad side effects. So this isn't for everybody, but if you're not ready to make big sweeping changes, research shows that by just making one change, adding more fiber, it can help you with weight loss and reversal of metabolic disorders like cardiovascular disease, blood pressure, belly fat, and prevention of some cancers and other serious diseases. Not so bad for just lowly fiber. So we all know how hard it can be to lose weight. If you are weight loss resistant, insulin resistant, or if you don't know why, but you've just struggled with weight your whole life, you've probably tried it all the mayo diet, the keto diet, the dirty keto diet, the vegan, the pegan. And if you've been at it for a while, maybe even the Pritikin or Atkins diet. Some work for a while, and maybe none have ever worked for you. Don't give up. There's always something that is coming along. And this goes way back. I mean, fiber has been with us since the first plant got eaten. So let's look at this study that just looked at getting enough fiber in the daily diet. So recommendation is for about 30 grams a day. This study was published in today's Annals of Internal Medicine. It was a small study that just aimed at 30 grams of fiber each day to help lose weight, lower blood pressure, improve insulin sensitivity, and it was found to be just as effective as, quote, a difficult to follow, unquote, diet. Now, I am always going to promote a good, healthy, high vegetable diet for all the preventive reasons. But this study was fascinating and promising for those who want to give it a go. So researchers from the University of Massachusetts Medical School had 240 volunteers. Half of them were asked to follow the American Heart Association, the AHA, their diet for preventing heart disease, which is eating more fruits and vegetables, high fiber foods, fish, lean protein, but also cut back on salt, sugar, fat, and alcohol. The other half, heck, they were just asked to follow a diet in which the only goal they had was to get 30 grams or more of fiber every day. Neither group received any advice or recommendations like to exercise or any other health intervention. All the volunteers had metabolic syndrome. That that means they all had high blood pressure, high blood sugar, high cholesterol. They were overweight, especially around the waistline. And this is a group of people that are at greater risk for developing diabetes and heart disease and certain cancers and dementia and depression and gallbladder disease and stroke and among a lot of other things. So this is a good thing to look at. The participants in each group 
didn't even get to 30 grams. They only average 19 grams of fiber a day. What's exciting is that both groups lost weight, lowered their blood pressure, and improved their response to insulin. Those following the American Heart Association diet lost a little bit more weight, I mean, just six pounds, while the others with the high fiber only, they're four and a half pounds. I mean, nothing to really write home about, but both groups were able to maintain that weight loss for 12 months. The results of the study don't really prove that a high fiber diet necessarily good or better than the American Heart Association diet or a high plant-based diet or anything. But what it does say that just one simple step that's doable and not overwhelming to change, it's kind of like that little hinge that swings the big door. So what is fiber? Okay, yeah, we've always been told, you know, high fiber diet. So what is fiber? Simply, fiber refers to the parts of a plant that are undigestible by us. And they reach the large intestine fairly intact. Even though on a nutrition label, it's listed as a carbohydrate, that part can't be digested by your gut. So you don't get any calories from it. It's it's going to be either classified as soluble in water, and that forms kind of a thick gel and gooey or insoluble, which means it doesn't break down into water and form a gel. Both are important, but today I'm just going to focus on soluble fiber, the prebiotic soluble fiber, the kind that forms a gel, because these soluble fibers can have a huge impact on our health, even our metabolism. You know, we call them prebiotic fibers because it's what the probiotics like to feed on. We need these prebiotic fibers so the probiotics can do their job, as you'll see. So we're going to look at five major benefits. First of all, how these soluble fibers can lower triglycerides, sugar, cholesterol, toxins, all those things. Second, how it helps you lose belly fat. Third, keeps you feeling full so you don't eat as much. Fourth, builds diversity in the friendly flora, so it aids weight loss that way as well. And fifth, decreases inflammation in the whole body. Okay, how's it going to do all that? Well, the first thing, you know, reducing your triglycerides and cholesterol, it has a huge effect on lipids. I remember there was a best-selling book called The Eight-Week Cholesterol Cure. came out in, I think, 1987, and it was from a man who'd had cholesterol issues, and he'd had two coronary bypass surgeries and a heart attack. He discovered soluble fiber. Focus on the book was on oat bran as the cure to reduce cholesterol. I mean, there were oat bran muffins, oat bran, oat bran, oat bran, oat bran. Really worked. And there's other sources of soluble fiber besides oat bran, psyllium husk, glucomannan, beta-glucan, which is from oats, inulin, they all work. 
I remember I took a lot of psyllium during one of my pregnancies because it was good for constipation. To this day, I still put a little bit in my protein smoothie recipes, but by the end of the pregnancy, I mean, I took a lot of psyllium. My cholesterol was way too low because my cholesterol is never high. It works. Okay, so that was even before the research proved it. So we know it's going to reduce the triglycerides, it's going to reduce toxins, it's going to reduce cholesterol. It it Basically what it does is it binds to it in the gut so your body can't recycle it. Second thing it does is shows, many studies have shown how it really just reduces toxic belly fat. There was one six-week study on teenage boys with obesity, and it showed that by taking psyllium husk supplements, it reduced belly fat. Another study on mice found that glucomannan also reduced belly fat. Now, I think all mice have a big belly, so I don't know how they go about measuring this, but they did. Third thing we know it does is it helps keep you full and satisfied longer by a couple different mechanisms. These fibers help so many beneficial ways. One big one is that the fiber slows down the time your stomach is emptying. So it keeps you full longer. So it reduces your appetite. It also slows the absorption of sugars, so your insulin doesn't spike. Any flour product, any juice, any cereal, any milk, any sugary treat, even gummy vitamins can all spike insulin, and spiking insulin makes you store fat, especially around the waistline. So when you eat a lot of fiber, it slows down the absorption of that sugar. No spike, no fat storage. Another fiber that is commonly used is inulin. It comes from chicory root, and that's another kind of soluble fiber. Even though it, it really doesn't get jelly-like, it's been linked to belly fat loss. One can easily put this in coffee, and you'll never know it's there. It's kind of crazy. Even though it is a soluble fiber with all these benefits, you know, you can put it in your coffee and it disappears. So a lot of people have been putting it in their bulletproof coffee or when they do intermittent fasting, you know, put this in the morning coffee and that's going to help add fiber to the diet, good for the gut, and just helps heal up a lot of that. Inulin is, big word here, fructooligosaccharide. We call it FOS, thank heaven. That is a really good soluble prebiotic fiber that's resistant to digestion. Like all of them, it's going to reach the large intestinal tract and it's intact. So it's known to help maintain intestinal health and function in ways you're going to hear about here in a minute. You know, so if you do add it to coffee, it's going to add kind of a mild sweetness to any food and drink, but it's got a super low glycemic index. So, you know, we don't digest that fiber, but we can taste it. It's not going to raise your blood sugar. Soluble fiber reduces your appetite so you can decrease your caloric intake. With less appetite, you're going to lose weight without even having to think about it. You know, so it's often used to suppress appetite. And it's just the soluble fiber that's got that effect. You know, a recent study reviewed about 44 studies 
And 39% of them showed that fiber treatments really did increase your fullness. So that really helps with reduced food intake. You know, more about this viscous, gooey fiber, the better it's going to be good at reducing appetite and food intake. Some of the more viscous, gooey ones are going to be like apple pectin, beta-glucan from oat bran, psyllium. Love psyllium. So inexpensive, so useful. Glucomannan, gargum, all of them are going to thicken in water. And in fact, a lot of times they'll they'll put them in jellies because they really kind of give that more of a gel-like appeal. So this gel slows the stomach, emptying, uh, increases digestion and absorption time. So it's a really good test to give you that fullness and reduced appetite. So there are several theories on how soluble fiber reduces your appetite. Number one, they think it may regulate hormones that are involved with appetite control. Some people have researched its effect on ghrelin, the growling, the hunger hormone. You know, the soluble fiber is going to kind of suppress that ghrelin, so you're not going to get the growling stomach. Others have found that soluble fiber increases the production of hormones that make you feel full. CCK, that cholecystin kinin, GLP-1, and peptide YY. Second thing, fiber reduces appetite just because it's slowing the movement through the gut. More food is still in there, so your brain doesn't get triggered that it's time to eat again. When nutrients like glucose are absorbed more slowly, the body doesn't release insulin at such a fast rate. So that also is going to reduce the sense of hunger. So soluble fiber works in a lot of different ways for reducing the appetite and helping with weight loss. So the fourth thing that it does by aiding weight loss, it's by feeding the healthy gut bacteria. There's like some 100 trillion bacteria living in your gut. Primarily in the large intestine, we're called the friendly flora, flora, the gut flora, the gut microbiome. You know, it's amazing what they do. In fact, the most exciting research is going on over the last few decades on this microbiome in our gut. It impacts just about everything in our life and health. They make our vitamins that we can't. They help detoxify our waste. They affect our mood, weight manage, blood sugar control, immunity tendencies towards different diseases, even brain function. Parkinson's disease is one of the brain diseases that has gut issues decades before other symptoms occur. So the healthier our gut is, the better our life is, our mood, our health, our brain, weight, blood sugar. Just like other living things, bacteria need to eat well to stay healthy. And they love this soluble fiber. Our gut bacteria thrives on it, digests it, and then turns it into what's called short-chain fatty acids. These fatty acids feed and heal our gut lining, take the inflammation down in our gut lining, promotes the bacteria that help with weight control and aids our health in so many ways. These short-chain fatty acids help regulate fat metabolism by both increasing the rate of fat burning 
and decreasing the rate of fat storage. Although we're not exactly clear on how this does it, we have observed it. It boosts metabolism. It helps the body produce and use ATP. Other things that we found that these short-change fatty acids do is they reduce the risk of colon cancers. You know, there's so much we don't know about how our ancestors lived so long ago and how so many so-called common today primitive cultures, even how they live today without modern diseases affecting them. You know, the or Aborigines out of Australia, they have a high fiber diet, great diversity in their gut microbiome. They have no colon cancer and they live very healthy lives. Fiber's a biggie. So the more diversity, the more varieties, the better. And it's kind of like with our country. Diversity is a strength. Greater diversity is linked to lowering a lot of different conditions. You know, of course, the type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance, but also the belly fat. So fifth thing it does, all the other benefits of this good bacteria is it fights inflammation throughout the whole body. You know, we don't know why arthritis, stiffness. If you got that, listen up. Good, healthy diversity in our gut reduces gut inflammation, but also all the other inflammatory conditions. You know, it's affecting the C-reactive protein. When you get an injury, you get inflammation, sprained ankle, something like that, and it repairs and you get over it quickly. But chronic, long-term, many times silent inflammation is serious because that's when your body is attacking its own tissues, breaking them down and destroying them. So over time, it can be your hips and knees, can be anything. Low-level silent inflammation is a major role in every chronic Western disease, heart disease, Alzheimer's disease, all those associated to insulin resistance and metabolic syndrome. So foods to complement the supplements are going to be beans and legumes, flaxseed, asparagus, sweet potatoes, oranges, Brussels sprouts, old-fashioned or steel-cut oats. And the supplements are going to be apple pectin, glucomannan, psyllium, cheap old psyllium works great, oat bran. So all of those are going to be forms of soluble fiber. So Daily recommendation is about 30 grams a day, less for women. Start slowly, increase, and, you know, there's just so many things it can do. Who knew? There's one study that said 10 grams daily um, had a 3.7% lower risk of gaining belly fat. Two grams is about, um, two capsules is about one gram. So if you're going to take capsules, you you know how to make that calculation. You'd be taking a lot of pills, but lowering triglycerides, cholesterol, losing belly fat, keeping you full so you lose weight, building diversity, reducing inflammation, so many good things. So thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. Hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can find this and other shows on my website, debford.com, or any place you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening and have a great day.